Hi, I'm Heidi. I'm a mum of one, and I'm on a mission to understand the science of baby sleep. Not just what they do, but why they do it. What's going on in their brains when they sleep, and when they don't. Brought to you by PureFlow, the experts in baby sleep. This podcast will help you understand the whys, and hopefully find a little bit more patience in the middle of the night. Today, I'm joined by Emma, who's the host of Mum Talk, another podcast. It's, in fact, the number one parenting podcast. Um, Emma is an influencer, a yoga instructor, and a mum of two. And today, we're just going to have a bit of a chat about mum life, really. So, hi, Emma. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem. So, tell us about your family, Emma. Who's at home with you? All right, so I have essentially three children. One of them is my husband. He's at home so much at the moment that it does feel like I have a third child. Um, but no, really, I've got two. My eldest, she's called Amaldine. She is three. And then we've got Elwood, who feels like a new addition, but really he's nine months old now. So he's been here for quite a while. And they absolutely adore each other. It's very cute. Um, so yeah, I've got two kids. Oh, and as you know, I have one, Freddie, who is seven, which is far too old. He's still my baby in my mind. Um, but you and I have known each other for a, a few years now through various projects we've both worked on. And it's so funny because I think when I first met you, gosh, you may even still have been pregnant with Amadeus. I was. <laughs> I was. Yeah, time flies. So now that you've got two together, what are your night times like? How does it work? Yeah, that was a question I asked loads as well when I was when I was pregnant with Elwood. In all honesty, I've been really, really lucky because Hendrik has been home quite a lot. He's a pilot, so um, he was really affected by COVID. So actually, for me, I've been incredibly lucky with the transition. He's home for most bedtimes, which is amazing. Um, so it's not too tricky for us how it works which I know isn't really realistic for many many parents whether you're you know single mum or your husband's out at work or your partner's out at work um but Hendrik takes Amandine and I take Elwood essentially sometimes Elwood's bedtime is a little bit earlier than Amandine's he'll go down a bit earlier but he is not a good sleeper so yeah <laughs> he is not a good sleeper so I generally put him down and then know that he's going to wake up about an hour later and then again maybe another hour later um but it's getting better it's getting better but Hendrik has just been fantastic he's taken on Amandine and he does books bath bed whatever it is she's doing that night um we don't really have a particular routine um we don't do bath every night actually which I know some people think oh my goodness you don't do bath every night but Amandine has really sensitive skin so we don't bath her every night she maybe baths once every kind of three to four days um but we do books every night and for Hendrik because he loves reading that's like 45 minutes worth of books <laughs> <laughs> which is really intense um but yeah it's a juggle when I'm doing it by myself um I tend to read them both books together and then Amandine will do a little bit of coloring or a bit of um I have one of those great uh, watercolor painting books where you'd literally just use water and then yeah. you paint it over. So she does a quiet activity while in her bedroom, whilst I then go and put Elwood down to bed, and then I'll go back to her and then settle her in for the night. Um, but it is tricky, especially if Elwood then throws 
you know, throw something into the mix and starts crying or wakes up or doesn't want to go down. And then I just have to take a deep breath and think, you know, it's not the end of the world. This is going to be okay. We'll just put Amandine completely to sleep and then we'll go back and do Elwood again. (laughs) So it's a bit of a juggle, but I'm getting there. Do you think that because Elwood's your second, do you think you have a clearer perspective on the fact that it's not the end of the world and, you know, this too shall pass? Because I know that, you know, I've only got Freddie and when I had him and he was going through all his various stages in that first year, you know, I would, I was always worrying, is this it now? Is this how he's going to be forever? It's, you know, last week he could sleep and this week he can't and that's it. He's broken. You know, whereas I like to think if I had another child now, I would have a little bit clearer perspective of that these things do tend to ebb and flow. Definitely. And I spoke a lot about this on the podcast actually, because with Aldine, I was luckily blessed with a very, very good sleeper, but also she craved routine. It was really like she craved routine. She loved it. Whereas with Elwood, I haven't been able to give him that because having a you know three-year-old toddler, she's got activities that she wants to go and do. She wants to be out and about. Um, and I can't kind of, with Amandine, it was very structured. She'd wake up, she'd then go have her nap in her cot. We'd then go do something. She'd then have another nap in her cot. But I can't do that for Elwood because we just never leave the house. Mm. so for Elwood I mean he has had much less of a routine because I haven't been able to give it to him but also I don't think he's wanted that necessarily um so I have just had to take a massive step back and think you know what this is what I'm doing this time around we've got two children it's working ish in the in the daytime we can go out it's definitely impacting his evening sleep Um, But if I don't take that step back, I just found myself getting more and more obsessed with his sleep Mm. and getting more and more agitated and anxious and cross. So when he wouldn't go down, I'd find myself getting really cross and thinking, oh, just why won't you go to sleep? Just go to sleep. Whereas if I just take a big step back and think, you know what, doesn't matter if he doesn't go to sleep. It's not a big deal. He'll just maybe nap more tomorrow or you know, he'll sleep in or I've got, I've got nowhere I need to be that can't be cancelled type, type mindset, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's where I've had to go. And it's really, really helped. And with Amandine, it was, I mean, I think I, I think I probably quite an obsessive personality in that I do get quite attached to things when something's working and then it doesn't, I'm thinking, well, why not? Why isn't it working? Why is that stop? So I did find myself going down, down that, kind of hole with Amandine but actually with Elwood once I reached the point of getting quite anxious about it I managed to take a step back a lot earlier than I did with Amandine and just think you know relax it's okay we'll it'll sort itself out and I know that with Amandine there is an end to it you know she's three years old now she sleeps through the night we have our blips you know we definitely have our blips when Elwood was born she was waking up two three four times a night but I'm that was all the transition of having a new brother I'm sure it was Mm. um and occasionally if she's unwell she'll also wake up in the middle of the night and then she'll get into a routine of waking up in the middle of the night but now I know I can see there's an end and so with Elwood I know that this is a phase I know it'll end He's not going to be a 20-year-old man who's not sleeping. (laughs) I guess it's a little bit like when you start weaning as well. You think, oh my gosh, they're not eating any food. Why aren't they eating? Are they ever going to eat? And then you think, actually, hang on. 
they're not going to be 20 years old and not eating or same with crawling they're not going to be 20 years old and still crawling they will walk Amandine was a really late walker she only walked at about 18 19 months and I remember my friend saying to me Emma she is not going to be a 20 year old girl and not walking so just she'll get there in her own time leave it be and it was really helpful advice it's really interesting. Um, on another episode, I spoke with a sleep consultant, Charmaine, mm-hmm. and I asked her what's the most common problem that she sees in families in regards to baby sleep. And she said, actually, the problem is the parents' expectation mm-hmm. rather than there is no single, oh, this is what a lot of babies are doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, as you've just described, the parent is is working themselves up so much about what's right and wrong and what should be happening and what shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And she explained that quite often she will go and have a frank conversation with this person and say, but is this actually a problem mm-hmm. for you as a family? Is this a problem? And more often than not, when they think it's through, just as you've just described, actually, yeah, they've got they've not got anywhere they need to be. They've not got anything they need to do. Their, their priority is looking after that baby. And actually, once you sort of take the stress out of it, it's not such a problem. You know, yes. when you described at the beginning that Elwood is waking up frequently, you know, you weren't tearing your hair out with it. It's just it's just the way things are right now. It's OK. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've got such an amazing community over at Mum Talk. And when I put these things out into the community about what's happening with us and I have so much support coming back at me saying, you know, if it's working, because at the very beginning we were co-sleeping, which I never did with Amaldine. She just didn't, she didn't need it. I don't think she wanted it. Um, but with Elwood, one of the reasons I started was because he'd wake up and he'd cry so loudly. If I wasn't right there with boob at the ready to go into mouth, he'd wake up Amandine straight away. So I had to have you know, boob ready and waiting. So I decided to co-sleep with him. Um, and I remember having that panic of, oh, I should be transitioning it, transitioning him into the cot. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I think we're, as mums, especially new mums, there's so much comparison, whether it's intentional or not, even when you're just chatting with a group of maybe your NCT mums or a group of yoga mums, whatever it might be, there's always the question of, how's your little one sleeping? Are they sleeping well? And one person in the group, which was me with Amandine, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Amandine's sleeping really well. It's amazing. It's great. And someone else will say, which is also me, second child, my <laughs> child is not sleeping. <laughs> you know, I'm having the most disastrous nightmares. But there's there's no, it's so natural to compare and think, oh, he's not sleeping. He should be sleeping. Gemma's child is sleeping all the way through the night at nine months, a full 12 hours. Why isn't Elwood doing that? There must be something wrong with my child. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Hendrick's mom yesterday said, why don't you, I'm, I'm going to say this, but obviously don't do this. She was like, why don't you offer him water through the night when he wakes up? And then he won't think that he won't, he won't think that boobs available. And I was like, no, why would I, why would I do that? I'm not going to do that. And I I didn't ask for her advice. She was offering it, Mm -hmm. but not really offering it. She told me without me asking for it, you know. And I think there's a lot of that as well. And you just think, oh, please don't give me your advice. If it's, I know I've gone off on a tangent, sorry, but, you know, don't don't necessarily give me your advice if I'm not asking for it. Because Mm -hmm. then I think it really does put that expectation 
of what we should be expecting our child to do or that there's insinuating there's something wrong that our child's not sleeping through when actually Elwood's a baby he's nine months old he just wants me and he's getting used to there's so much going on in his world right now he's getting used to what's going on and new things and he's got serious FOMO he doesn't want to miss <laughs> out on anything and especially not boob um yeah and I think that's um uh, one of our motivations for kind of starting this podcast actually is that what we've seen you know on behalf of pure flow as a brand um we see across the baby products industry that there is a lot of talk around this product could help your baby to sleep for longer mm. and that's a reflection of what the audience are asking for because everyone wants their babies to sleep for longer mm. but actually biologically you're fighting a losing battle because your baby's waking up because it's biologically correct for them to wake up in order to protect themselves from predators, in order to rouse themselves um, from protect themselves from SIDS, in order to feed when they need to, and so on and so forth. There's a, a whole load of reasons why a tiny little baby is just simply not yet capable of sleeping as long as we can as adults, because we're obviously so much more robust. Mm. Um, and so this real focus that we have in the West on sleeping for longer which, as you say, can really be influenced by the odd comment from a very well-meaning family member who did things differently in their day or a friend who's read something but hasn't actually had a baby of their own or a friend who does have a baby, but obviously their baby is just completely different to yours. It all just like gets inside your head. Um, and so really, yeah, for one of our aims here was to really explore how people could move that focus into getting better sleep for their babies and for them better meaning whatever it means mm -hmm. you know that might be longer but actually it might mean deeper sleep or it might mean um more settled sleep or or what have you but moving that goalpost away from longer sleep and into better sleep and it sounds like you know you and l would have uh, figured out a way of working that works for both of you where he's not having to wake up and cry really loudly because it takes you a few minutes to wake up and get across the room to him mm. but actually you've figured out a way that enables the both of you and Amandine to have better sleep mm. albeit not longer but that will come with time as you know exactly and it will it will it will but yeah, it sounds great that you've got that community over at Mum Talks. That's so important because, my God, those middle of the night moments, you cannot feel more alone <laughs> than when you're there holding a baby who does not seem to want to sleep. <laughs> no. And the nights are long. I mean, I've, I've been so awaiting those lighter mornings because the nights are long and it's really tough. You know, we with Amandine, she was a September baby, so it was getting all the way through the winter. Um, Elwood was a May baby, so it's kind of, I mean... His, if his sleep was better, I wouldn't be seeing <laughs> the dark, mm -hmm. the dark night. But it's long, long nights, and it it can really get to you. And I think we shouldn't. Um, oh, what's the word? We shouldn't underestimate the effect lack of sleep as new mums has on us mentally as well as physically you know we can wake up in the morning and think oh my word I've never seen bags that big I look absolutely horrific so I've had no sleep and I feel horrific so I've had no sleep but also mentally it is really really tough um not having sleep and Definitely. also being I, I said to Hendrik the other day I said I'm just I'm completely touched out because I am touched so much at night from Elwood waking up constantly in the night you know not so much him touching me, but me having to hold him. And he's a heavy baby. He was a 10 pound baby. 
and he's a big boy. And I'm just exhausted from continually holding him at night to in the daytime, getting him dressed, battling him, getting him dressed in the morning because he's nine months old. He's wriggling all over the place, mm-hmm. playing with Amandine. She's three. It is absolutely exhausting and pretty brutal. And I think as mums, we're expected to, you know, get out there, do so much when actually when you're so tired, um, it's it's difficult. It's really difficult. So yes, if I mean the community at Mum Talk is fantastic, and you know I'm sure this will be a huge help as well to new mums just listening and hearing that it's so normal for every single baby to be so very different. And and my and children are a prime example of that. That's what I was about to say. The fact you yeah. had such you know differing experiences just between yeah. the two children when clearly you've gone into this as the same you and Hendrik are the same people taking roughly the same approach but adapting that to the suit the needs of the child which is obviously the mm-hmm. right thing to do uh, what have you found to be your hardest middle of the night moments probably when I just can't get Elwood to settle like there's literally nothing I can do to get Elwood to settle when he's been, you know, wide awake, crying, or even not crying, and in your head you are just willing, willing, willing this child to go to sleep. And I think it's just changing the mental, or what's helped for me is just changing the mental view of sitting there holding him thinking, I just want to go to sleep, I'm so exhausted, please just go to sleep, please just go to sleep, to got nowhere to be tomorrow, this is not a big deal this is absolutely fine. It doesn't matter if he's not sleeping, he will go back to sleep. And then over time, finding methods, random methods (laughs) that will encourage him to go back to sleep. There is this one French song that I've had to learn, my husband's French, um, which he just loves. And for some reason, it's about crocodiles on a beach. And for some reason he loves it. And he just starts to drift off whenever I sing it to him going to sleep. And nine months down the line, I know that now. I'd like to say my son's uh, very cultured because he really likes Dear Theodosia from Hamilton. Oh! But they all have that one song, don't they? They do. They do. I think that's, it's that switch of mindset has really helped me because before I would just go down that fairly dangerous cycle, I think, spiral really, of... um, that anxiety of always oh, not sleeping he's not sleeping he's not sleeping and just trying to change the narrative around that mm-hmm. um into a you know into a way that helps you yeah to- I, I used to sometimes think about you know I'd be sitting there in the nursing armchair in the middle of the night you know with this baby in my arms and sometimes I think about how there are plenty of other mums around the world at the exact same moment doing the exact same thing and have done for many centuries before and will continue to do so and sometimes that perspective really helps oh yeah and of course it's very easy to roman- romanticize these moments when you're no longer in them uh, but you know now my son is seven and I don't remember when the actual last time that he woke up in a babyish way in the middle of the night and needed a cuddle in my arms kind of thing I mean, now he occasionally wakes up and climbs into my bed because he's had a bad dream or something, but, you know, it's a different thing. And so now I almost sort of miss those moments. Yeah. Dare yeah. I say it. But, um, but actually, you know, when you think of it like that and you think this really is only for a year or two that yeah. they'll be like this and you'll get those nice squidgy middle of the night baby in a onesie cuddles. Mm. And um, Absolutely. Yeah, you can find it within you to take a deep breath and uh just sit sit in the moment Mm. it really does kind of help 
Mm, and that definitely helped me with Elwood, especially with co-sleeping, just thinking these are extra cuddles. These are cuddles that I'm going to yearn for because I know with Amandine, she's, it feels like she's done with cuddling. I'm sure she'll come back around, but even now I'm like, Elwood, I need some cuddles. <laughs> come give me cuddles because, you know, it does, it goes so fast. I have no idea when the last nine months have gone and it does go so fast. And it is just, yeah, changing that narrative to find something that's comforting to you to get you through the difficult times, really. Well, I think the takeaway there is really that cuddles are the answer to everything. And they are. <laughs> and they so yeah. are. They're the best bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, thank you so much, Emma. Um, will you just tell us a little bit more about Mum Talk and how people can get involved and interact and listen? Absolutely. So it's very, very simple. Um, it is a podcast that I started oh, back in 2018 when I was pregnant with my daughter, Amandine. I started it when I was 12 weeks pregnant. So we have well over 100 episodes now, some of which vary from an hour and a half <laughs> right the way down to kind of 20 minute episodes. And there really is something there for everybody. Um, I started it ahead of the kind of mum podcast time there are a lot out there now by you know celebrities which is fantastic um but I started because I had so many questions and I didn't know where to go to get them answered and I thought well if I'm asking the question then I'm sure a bunch of other new mums or pregnant mums to be are asking the questions too so why not get the experts on so that's why I started it and it just kind of grew and grew and grew without any intention for it to grow I just wanted to do something helpful really and we've just built such a beautiful community um of mums and dads it's both um so there's an Instagram page as well which is just mum talk podcast I'm on there sporadically should I say <laughs> quite busy at the moment a little bit busy at the moment with two children um, and then there's also my more personal page, which is Emma um, Jolin, Jolin, which is J-A-U-L-I-N, um, where I share kind of more lifestyle stuff, I guess. But again, very sporadic. But the podcast episodes um, are very, there is literally something for every topic now because we've covered so many with so many specialists ranging from we've had um psychologist Anna Martha on we have weaning specialist so Charlotte Sterling Reed who um kind of rose to fame with weaning 15 with Joe Wicks um gosh we've had so many so many I can't even think now sleep therapist probably about three years ago I was on there yes you were yeah we did and topics also repeat themselves so you know if you're if you're in the very very early days with a you know two week old one week old newborn or you're pregnant even there's loads on pregnancy so it follows essentially I guess my journey from being 12 weeks pregnant all the way through to having two children um and if you are following along in your part of the community a lot of the topics are from your requests as well from listener requests we do lots um to make sure everybody has you know what they want to listen to essentially so yeah come and join the community yeah I think it's a fab podcast and it's a really great resource as you say with so many uh, previous episodes where the advice and the interesting people you speak to even though the episode may be older absolutely still stands as a first-time listener so there is a fantastic bank of information there for new mums with questions who can just listen to it as they're driving or hoovering mm -hmm. or whatever you're doing 
where you probably don't necessarily want to sit down and read a heavy old book. No, no. <laughs> so absolutely, everyone, we'll put the uh, links to that in our show description. Oh, thank, so, thank you. you so much for joining us, Emma. And I hope you get a good night's sleep tonight. <laughs> thank you. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Science of Sleep podcast brought to you by PureFlow. If you have any questions, send them to me on Instagram at PureFlowSleep and I'll find an expert to answer them for you. And if you need any baby sleep kit, head to pureflow.com to shop the award-winning range of baby sleep bags, cribs, swaddles and more. Until next time, sleep well.